afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews and it's Friday night, fresh frights time. We're still trapped inside and I'm joined as always by Hollywood Lockdown Fletch. How's it going, Fletch? Okay? Hello. You okay? Yeah. So have you watched anything? Have you been doing anything since we last spoke? Oh, mate, I've been doing loads of stuff. Are you joking? What? Oh, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been doing lo- I've been doing loads of stuff, mate. Loads. Yeah, can't even remember what it is. I still haven't watched the rest of the Marvel films. I managed two of them. I've Hang on. Playing. It's been weeks. You've done two. <laughs> yeah, I've watched the first two of them. Um, just totally lost interest. Have you watched any what? other films? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I did. I, I watched the new Spider-Man film. That was on telly the other day. So I did. <laughs> I have seen one one of the Marvel films. But yeah, I watched the new Spider-Man where his holiday gets ruined. And I watched Detective Pikachu. So this giant Marvel marathon that you were, you're planning on doing has culminated so far in three films and Detective Pikachu. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're not worth re-watching isn't it it is a little bit yeah that's kind of what i thought i mean i've got books and stuff that i could be reading <laughs> the other day i watched the martial arts of shaolin good you sent me you sent me some uh some clips of it some choice clips of it some, some prime cuts yeah it was good it was good cheeky young jet lee yeah, I mean, other than that, I've been playing a bit of Super Nintendo, played a bit of Tetris in the middle of the night. I've been watching Cartoon Network as well. <laughs> I played the Haunted PS1 demo. There's like this collection of independent games called the Haunted PS... Do you remember the old PS1 demo discs that you used to get? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like one of those, but it's all just weird horror games, weird indie horror games. All right, where'd you get that from? Just download it. Yeah, you can just go online and get it. Have you seen that uh, Vince McMahon, the great Vince McMahon, as he's been called now by Donald Trump, is actually on the uh, the board of people in America who decide when America go back to work now? Yeah. When, uh, yeah. Wasn't he, wasn't he just pissing all his money up the wall on the XFL before all this happened? Yeah, and now he's signed for bankruptcy and sacked them all off. And he's sacked loads and loads of wrestlers. He's they, They've actually... They paid... The Florida government, $18 million on the same day that, funnily enough, wrestling in Florida was classed essential work, essential service. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know whether the $18 million that they paid to the Florida government on the same day had anything to do with that. But I don't know. Yeah, XFL's gone. Hopefully, this will... I mean, the thing is, the same fucking stupid cunts that were moaning about Spud getting sacked We'll be excited about who's on NXT the next day, won't they? Because you're, but they're all fucking idiots. You complain about the network, but you're still paying for this cunt to do these things. So just stop giving him money. Yeah, I stopped paying for it since Saudi. Blood. Since they started doing Saudi shows, what right. a lot of people don't understand. People are like they do shows in all di- different countries. It's like they're not just doing shows there. They're promoting that country's current agenda, which is putting on this face of progressiveness when behind the scenes what they're doing is they're murdering journalists and torturing women for driving and they're part of that also did you know that linda mcmahon is trump's like minister for small businesses yeah i'm not sure if she still is but she she definitely was yeah so uh, (laughs) they are literally in bed with fascists yeah yeah so fuck the wwe and uh, fuck vince mcmahon um it's not even that good 
It's not. Yeah, I mean, the thing is now it's a terrible. And the the thing is, it's a it's a terrible terrible product. It's basically house shows because half the people can't work there because anyone with kids isn't working there. Anyone who's over a certain age isn't working there. So it's like a handful of people. But he's still insisting that they do it live, ladies and gentlemen. God bless America. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. For what? For the sake of lining his own fucking capitalist, evil, blood-soaked pockets. But anyway, apart from wrestling, we've been sent some more films, Fletch, to dive into. And we've dived into two. Dove? Dived? Daved? Daved? Moved past looked... it. Yeah. <laughs> Daved. Uh, we, we've, we've looked at two films. <laughs> Yeah, we looked at two films this afternoon. What did we look at first, Fletcher? May God have mercy on your soul! A nun's curse. A nun's curse. A nun's curse. Now, this is starring Felicia Rose, who was in the film that we had last week, Rootwood, where she played the agent in this. And this, she's a, she's a horrible, horrible nun. Uh, this is a film about a group of travellers that are forced to take shelter inside an abandoned jail where a notorious nun, the aforementioned Felicia Rose, Sister Monday, has been accused or suspected of murdering the prisoners within there. The usual sort of 80s films, there's two sisters and well, their friends. If someone told me the premise of this film, I would have thought it come out in like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it has very much got that Blair Witch 2 sort of vibe to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like this gang of spring breakers on a road trip. And they take this ill-advised excursion into a haunted prison. It's yeah, that kind of it's that kind of film where you just like don't go into the fucking haunted house, you idiots! As they saunter into the haunted house to their murder with that, that early two thousands vibe. The characters are always just really douchey, so you're almost rooting yeah. for them to get murdered. Exactly. You've got the jock, the geek, the bitchy sister, and the intelligent sister who's into, like, nuns and local histories and, and stuff. One of them justifies their own death by uttering the word lolliskates. But then after it sets up this whole teen slasher early 2000s thing, it does a weird thing. The film then immediately just slows right down. Yeah, the pace of it, go in the middle of it, just, just goes... Almost to a t- to a standstill. But yeah, the the pace just suddenly slows right down, and then we're just wandering around this spooky prison, exploring the history of the of the building and how it connects to the lead character, how it connects to her past. It's quite an interesting idea. Yeah, because she's just yeah. walking around and looking in the rooms and just seeing like a snapshot of the past, the past things that happened and atrocities that happened in this prison. And that, that alone is an interesting idea. It's a strange turn that it just suddenly takes. And then, after all that introspection and weird slow pacing, a fart joke happens. Yeah. Yeah, there is like... I mean, <laughs> there is, there like, is, that's what happens right at the end of all that stuff. You don't really get films like this anymore. <laughs> this is the sort of thing that you would have seen late on Sky Movies in, like, 2002. Do you know what I mean? After watching Queen of the Damned or something like that. It does a better job at scaring than it does at joking, though, I will say. Because yeah. in parts, it does have some genuine scares. The soundtrack kind of tinkers and then shrieks, and the film plays on base fears, such as sleep paralysis and things in yeah. the dark. Right at the beginning of the film, it kicks off with a flashback to when she's in bed, and the 
nun is stood in the corner of the room yeah and that just shat me up immediately because it yeah. immediately took me back to when i was younger and i used to have sleep paralysis nightmares all the time it's relatable fears like that that yeah. are always the most effective and i well, found the pace quite satisfying though because even though it does just seem to take a turn and then it just starts plodding quite slowly it feels quite methodical so when it suddenly ramps up at the end it just feels more impactful. With this one, it is available on the 12th of May 2020, so it's not out for a couple of weeks yet, on demand and DVD and, and all the usual sort of places. It's uh, not bad. <laughs> What's wrong with you today? Why are you being so negative? <laughs> huh? What's wrong? What's happened? Nothing's happened. Tell but we me. Did do, we did do a second film, Fletcher. We did don't, a second... don't breeze past me. What's happened? Tell me. What, what's wrong? Talk to me. Oh, nothing. This is a safe space for you, man. <laughs> I know it is, yeah. Where me and you, we can just shoot the shit, and we can just hash it out. We're bros. Yeah, I've got to go and clap out the door in a second, anyway. So that they don't don't think that we're Tories <laughs> in the street. <laughs> what are you talking about? You have to clap out the door, don't you, for the fucking NHS and all that. Didn't we already do that? Yeah, doing it every week. Everyone does it every week. Why? Weird little murderer kids next door are running around banging pans. <laughs> the weird yeah. little murderer kids. Yeah, he's horrible. Oh, he's horrible little bastard he is. Well, clapping anyway. But yes, we are doing the clapping for the... I mean, I appreciate the NHS. Of course I do. We love the NHS here at SuperTap. Can you hear my neighbours clapping? Yeah, my... no, but I can hear mine. all going mental. Why did you choose now to do this? I didn't realise that. I just realised what the time was. And now it's like the weekly event, the one thing you have to do every week, isn't it? Is stand outside your house and clap. God, that kid. Honestly, I swear to God, he's going to murder someone one day. He's going to be on the front cover of the Derby Telegraph. A little murderer. Around in the garden, like, smashing up mice just for the fuck of it and stuff like that. I bet that's what he does. Have you confirmed that he's just smashing up mice in the back garden? Just chucking stones at, at like, dogs and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Bothering birds. Is this the neighbour that you were adamant that murdered his wife the other day? Oh, no, that was a few doors down. Yeah, he's playing country music. These boots were made for walking. Yeah, who doesn't like a bit of Nancy Sinatra? Oh, I'm not saying that, but that's the sort of... Uh, it put the image in my head of that bit in Devil's Rejects when uh, <laughs> he just goes into the shed... And it's full of all bodies and it's playing country music and they just get shot in the head. I could kind of see that going on. Are you just surrounded by murderers where you are? I don't know. I'm surrounded by the the kid from the the chubby kid from the the other other side. He's just walking around with a girl. They'd probably get riddled with COVID. The one that rage in some kind of mamba rage a few months ago. Do you remember that? Oh, you had one of your neighbours had a mamba mamba rage outside. Just walking around willy-nilly now with with a girl. What happened when he had Mamba rage? He, he ran in the co-op and started swearing at people. Yeah, and I just looked at him out the door. I could hear, like, this noise. Yeah. So I looked out and I thought, oh, fucking hell, because obviously where we live is pretty quiet. It's just old ladies. So when something happens... Old like, ladies oh. and murderers. And, and murderers and Mamba heads. But, yeah, he was, like, in some kind of fucking rage and he ran up the co-op. We watched him run up, run into the co-op and he was like going in all the shops at the top of the road. <laughs> the second film, what was the second film that we did uh, this week, Fletch, for Fresh Frights on Friday night? 
my brothers and sisters, the evil that is heavy metal rock music is unwavering and its goal to corrupt our children's souls. It was We Summon Darkness. We Summon the Darkness. Now, this is my type of film. It's a heavy metal horror. It's based, it's set in 1988. They mentioned Cliff Burton in this film. One of the leads looks like a young Eddie Guerrero. It's a bit like Scream. Scream, that famous 80s film. Yeah, well, no, but it's like it's got a, a Scream vibe to it, but it's, it's full of 80s references. Three best friends cross paths, Fletch, with three sadistic killers at a heavy metal concert. And they go back for an after party and chaos ensues. Heavy metal's dangerous, Fletch. We all know that. Did you not think for a heavy metal horror film, this film had a conspicuous absence of metal? Yeah, well, it started like a heavy metal horror film, didn't it? And then there, was, there wasn't really much metal in it. Yeah. They, they went the, to a metal concert. Yeah, they go to a metal gig, and that just kind of comes and goes like it's a scene in Wayne's World. It's no trick-or-treat, is it? It's no trick-or-treat. It's no rock-and-roll nightmare. Alexandra D'Addario, she was in the Baywatch remake. She was in... Texas Chainsaw 3D, and she was in the Percy Jackson movies. It's got Johnny Knoxville in it. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville makes an appearance in it as a vitriolic pastor butler who denounces the evils of heavy metal. Yeah, he does, yeah. He's on a mission to rid the world of heavy metal. So he's like Ozzy Osbourne in Trick or Treat. Yeah, basically, yeah. He's, he's that sort of character. There's a lot of nice 80s references you know, they're drinking Five Alive, they're eating ding-dongs. We get that first half of the film where you've got the three girls who are on their way to the, the pap concert. You've got Alexis, who's the willful leader, Val, who's the wild one, and Bev, who's the meek newcomer. New to the gang. Loner, she's a runaway. Yes, yeah. and then they arrive at said gig and they come across three dopey stoner lads straight from the white trash playbook yeah one of which who looks a lot like a young eddie guerrero as i said uh you did mention that you're talking about the lad with the mullet aren't you yeah he's got a powerful mullet (laughs) okay i can see it now you've said it (laughs) yeah he did he looked like eddie guerrero to me they make their way back to the house as you say after a little sprinkling of red herring they make their way back to the house Bodies start piling up. This is when the film starts to uh, starts to have a little fun, though. When it starts to get rolling, because the actors are able to let fly. You know, they just they're able to just let go and just be as stabby and sweary as they like. And the, ca- the thing is about the characters as well is they do feel quite consistent. I felt uh, each one seemed fully rounded, even though the film didn't it, it didn't waste any time on backstory. Yet somehow these characters did manage to feel really r- well rounded, which is yeah. quite an achievement from a writing perspective. Yeah, you knew where they were. It is straight, pretty much straight into the action with this one, like you say. And it is a lot of fun. The action in this one. Yes, I know we said to mention Scream, but it really has got that sort of like cheeky sort of. Uh teenage horror vibe to it no different to like we said before this always happens when we when we review films by no fault of our own we pick two films that are very similar in genre but are done in very very different ways both take on that late 90s early 2000s slasher horror comedy yeah it always seems to happen we do we don't do this on purpose it always happens by mistake but yeah we seem to pick something that is the flip side of the other coin like last week with the Two films of men in suits running around in the woods. One was Rootwood and one was uh, Abominable. <laughs> Excellent. 
Excellent. Both excellent for both very different reasons. <laughs> but you've got the same same sort of thing here. These are two teen slashes, basically two new teen slashes, and it is nice that people are. So I mean, it makes us feel a little bit old. The fact that this these are the sort of films that were coming out when we were teenagers, and they're now the retro sort of like the pastiche side of things as well, which again is is never a bad thing because as we both say quite a lot, Fletcher, nostalgia is a powerful, powerful weapon. This second film in particular relies on that 1988 vibe. I always say that most good films come out of 1988. So if you're basing a film on that, you know, that's a good start. And there it is. You've mentioned it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 88. Just like I knew you would. Yeah, I do. Every good film comes out in 1988. Like what? Oh, Willow. <laughs> Willow? Yeah, Willow was from 1988. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Die Hard? Akira. Do you remember Akira? Of course I remember Akira. I don't know why Willow was the first thing that popped into my head. I think that might be on the list of uh, shit fantasy films I'm gonna do in one of my themed days. We Summon the Darkness is available April the 20th, video on demand, May the 11th on DVD in HMV and all that shenanigans if you can go outside by May. But we've been told today it's going to be another three weeks. So speaking of which, I bought a little device off the Internet today because what I'm going to start doing, Fletch, is we can't do our cinema night. No. I can screen the film's outside my house with this device that I've just bought so that I can, like a drive-in cinema, Fletch, you can tune in the radio and listen to the soundtrack of the film. So I'm currently in the, in the, uh, in the process of doing that. I'm going to be sorting out the garden tomorrow and setting up a cinema street screen down the side of my house. So if you want to come up and watch some films, Fletch, come up and stand at the end of the garden and watch a film, and you can listen to it on your, on, on your phone, on your, on, your, on your FM radio. Won't that be actually illegal? No, it won't, because I'm not... No, it, I mean, fine. it will. It will be... I will get fined for walking down to Chad and standing around on your driveway. We'll get, a, get a taxi and pay him. I'm not fucking getting a taxi. No, but that's what I might be doing. That's what I'm thinking of doing. I'm setting that up tomorrow. This is an after-lockdown sort of activity. Yeah, okay, then. (laughs) This is not a lockdown activity. Stay inside. Don't be like your fucking... Don't be like your mamba-head (laughs) neighbour. Not being like that. Stay inside. Don't go out there rampaging around, spreading your germs all over everybody. I'm sorting my garden out, Fletch. (laughs) Getting up early tomorrow, I'm sorting the garden out. I'm starting clearing it out. Smear yourself all over everyone. No, it's in the garden, for Christ's sake. Despicable. Everyone. Everyone stay at home. Get these films video on demand. You don't need to go outside. You stay in. Keep your germs to yourself. Well, there we go then. Fresh frights on a Friday night. Two slices of independent beef for you to drink down like pink wine. Stay safe, Fletcher. Don't go out. Don't set up, drive out and drive in cinemas in your drive. <laughs> don't breathe on anyone. Not breathing on I've not been out in fucking weeks. I've been to the shop. <coughs> Oh, there it is. There it is. I've got it. I've got the COVID, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Oh, you fucking coughed down. It gave me audio COVID then down, down my fucking headphones. Sorry, bub. Sorry, bub. If we're both still alive, we'll see you next week. Nothing's going to get me. I've put a ring of salt in front of my doorway so no bad spirits can get in. Okay.